Good morning, gorgeous. How are you ladies doing this morning? I hope you're doing fantastic. I'm Dr. Daff and welcome to the Dr. Daff Show. We're continuing our book, Understanding the Purpose and Power of Women, God's Design for Female Identity. And we have a very interesting topic today, which is about the woman being an enhancer in a man's life. This is something that I really wasn't knowledgeable about until I was already very deep into my relationship and really started learning what my role was in a man's life versus what the world said my role was and what I dreamed my role up to be. And I was pleasantly surprised, but also realized I had a lot of work to do to become the person that God created me to be with respect to being with a man. But before we talk about this, we are talking about having a very elegant year and really living in our femininity as women. So each week I've given you a feminine opportunity, something for you to do to enhance the elegance and femininity in your life. So I hope you've been doing it and I hope that you've noticed changes in your life by doing them. This week, my opportunity for you is to take your body measurements. Now, I know you might be thinking, why do I need to do this? One thing I learned after having my child and going through the whole journey of pregnancy and postpartum, my body size kept changing and I would purchase clothes online and just sort of guessing around with the sizes and realize I actually need to take the time to measure my body and figure out each time I buy clothes where I stand with the sizes. And it also helped me to sort of track how I was doing in terms of weight loss and that kind of thing. But one thing I started noticing when I started actually tracking my measurements and looking at the measurements of items that I purchased, my clothes fit much better. And it also helps if you're someone who gets your clothes tailored or if you're someone who struggles to have clothes that fit you better. You know, sometimes you'll see people in clothes and you're like, oh, that just like looks like it's made for them. Oftentimes they got those clothes tailored. And I know this might feel a little bit overwhelming if you're someone who struggles with weight and just with loving the person in the mirror. But regardless, regardless of whether or not you check, it's still what it is. So it's nice to actually have a point of reference to be able to look back on and say, okay, this is where I was. This is how I'm doing. And just know. You know, just like you know probably how much you weigh, it's important to know your measurements and it will help you to buy clothes that fit you properly. One of the things that I think is challenging is when you have clothes and for some reason it's like it should look good on you, but it doesn't because maybe it's too tight. And a lot of women actually get caught up with this where a lot of us end up buying clothes that are just too tight tight or just too small in certain areas. And because you've always been a medium, that's just what you buy, the medium. But really the medium is maybe not covering certain parts of your body enough, or it's not comfortable for you to just be in. You always feel like you're being sucked in and that's not how clothes should fit you. When you truly are living in elegance, what you'll find is that most people who are at the point where they've really curated and mastered elegance in their wardrobe, their clothes usually fit them a little bit looser. So typically you do look more elegant wearing looser clothing, not necessarily baggy, but just looser, things that are more relaxed on your silhouette. So this is something that I took a 
very long time to figure out and start working with. So even for me, a lot of my clothes still don't fit me right, especially after having a baby. My size is just constantly fluctuating. So I'm at the point where I'm still trying to figure out where I stand. So taking the measurements really helps. And I hope that you're able to do that. Without further ado, let's talk about being an enhancer as a woman in a man's life. God always tells you why he makes something before he makes it. The Lord God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper, which I'm sure you've heard, a helper suitable for him. Genesis 2.18. Therefore, the purpose of the female as enhancer is to be a companion for the male so that he won't be alone. God said, it is not good for this male to be all in one. So the word alone basically means all in one, having everything to himself. Thus, God drew out another self from him so that the man would have this other self to share with. God made the female so that the male would have someone to give to, someone to share his vision with, someone to be part of his life. So those of you who struggle with receiving, think about that. Okay, God gave men, a woman, so that he could share his things with, share himself with. So it's your role to receive that, right? But isn't it sad that many men don't see women in this way? The female was created so that the male would not have to be alone. She is his life companion. I don't know if you realize how difficult it is for a lot of men to be alone. Men don't seem like they struggle with it because society always paints it out as women being desperate for a relationship, desperate for love. And, you know, truly in terms of the way the world was made up with sin, women do long for men in that way. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there is truth in that. However, in the long run, what ends up happening over time is that women don't end up feeling this need to be with a man. In terms of companionship, in terms of just basic care. What you find more often than not, especially when you look at couples who have been divorced or widowed, is that the woman will typically stay single for a very long time or never remarry at all and be completely content. Whereas a man almost always has to remarry. You know, men really struggle. I'm not talking about little boys or teenagers or men in their 20s and 30s. I'm talking about men as they get older. They struggle with being alone because a woman brings so much into a man's life that once that woman is removed, they realize, oh my goodness, like I have to do everything by myself now. I have to cook. I have to go to the grocery store. I have to clean. I have to, I'm not saying that the woman has to do those things, but the order, even if the woman isn't the one doing it and she's the one who coordinates with the housekeeper and orders the groceries or whatever, the woman is the one organizing the house. He loses that. And having someone to rub his back and say, oh, honey, it's okay, or give him compliments or just warm the bed up, they crave that. And women oftentimes can say, you know, I'm good, actually. Like, I have my friends, I have my shows, I have my chocolate, I have (laughs) my workouts, I have my music. Like, I'm, my life is actually smooth sailing. I have God. Men, not so much. So it is interesting because we were made that they wouldn't be alone. I want to say that God knew what men needed and it was you. When something is made for something else, it has within it that which the other thing needs. 
A female is very, very good for a male. But where purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. A woman can abuse her nature and purpose if she doesn't understand why she is the way she is. In addition, a woman who does not understand her purpose can be a detriment to a man. And a man who doesn't understand the woman's purpose can be a detriment to a woman. As enhancer, the woman also enables a man to accomplish the vision and purpose for which they were both created. She shares in this vision, encourages the man along the way, and helps him to accomplish it. If a man has a vision, a woman should do everything in her power to see that that vision comes to pass. In Genesis, we read that God made the male first and that he showed him everything that was created. Then God told the male what to do with the earth. Therefore, the man was given dominion first. It is important to remember that this is God's vision, not just a man's vision. I need to impress upon both female and male that it is necessary for a male to have a vision for himself, his family, and all those under his influence. He must have a vision for he was created to be a visionary. A man needs a vision for his life. He should not be relying on you or other people to create a vision for him. So I want you, women who are either dating someone seriously or married, to ask your boyfriend, ask your husband, what is his vision? You can say, you know, babe, I'm just curious, you know, you work so hard and you're always thinking and planning and I just love that about you. But I feel like I really need to know what is your vision for this family? Like, what do you see this family accomplishing or what would make your life the life that you knew you were made to live? What would you be doing? Get his take on it because unfortunately, many people never have this conversation. And if he doesn't know, like if he's not able to answer that question, it may not be because he doesn't have a vision. It could be just the fact that he hasn't really thought about it or thought about it in a very long time. Maybe he had one initially, but then as life happened, he let go of the vision. You know, most men with any ounce of ambition do have a vision. And I would even argue that all men probably do have a vision of some sort that God put inside them at a very young age. And then maybe over time, they just let it go. But ask the question and be patient for the answer if they don't have one right away. Get them thinking because you do need to know as it's part of your purpose to help him with it. A male was not meant to carry out his ministry by himself. His vision was not supposed to be fulfilled by himself. This means that a woman was not made to fulfill a vision by herself either. What vision did God give to the man? He said, here's a garden, subdue it, work it, cultivate it, make it better than it is, develop it and produce more of it. In other words, take this planet and make it richer than it is. There is seed in this ground that hasn't yet borne fruit. Make it a harvest. There is gold in the mountains. Dig it out. There are diamonds in the rough. Mine them. I'm going to send you a helper to get this done. How beautiful, precious gift the woman is and was given to man so that they wouldn't be alone. Yet do you know what men do to women? They despise the very thing that was given to them for companionship and help. 
One of the ways a woman can help the man to fulfill his vision is to give him respect. Each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Ephesians 5.33 The woman is meant to bless, support, and honor the man. And the man is meant to be a head, a covering, and a protection for her. In this way, they are helping each other to be all they were created to be. Yet these purposes break down when the man and the woman don't know each other's needs. For example, a man always wants to feel as if he's had some input into what has been accomplished. He wants to feel as if he is a leader. If you are a wife, try to make your husband feel that he has contributed significantly to your family's success. When you make a man feel like he's important to what's been accomplished, then you will have someone who serves you because a man feeds on respect. And I cannot tell you this enough, ladies. If you are in a relationship where you see it going towards marriage or that's something you desire, please work on this because women truly struggle with respecting men. And I have to say this because it is just the truth and and it's the truth for a lot of reasons that I'm not going to get into today. But as Black women, especially culturally in the media and even just generationally in America have been taught to talk to a man any kind of way with an attitude, with the rolling of the eyes and the gestures. It's almost comical you know, to see a woman truly giving her man respect. And it's unfortunate, but that's been part of this this culture because the men are showcased to not be needed or important or whatever. And that truly is a shame. Women just need to be educated on what men need. And I do believe that, you know, men also need to be educated on what women need. It's both. But I'm here right now talking to you as women. And hopefully in learning these things, if you're dating a person and you're even implementing some of these things and you're not seeing any growth, any change, then you will probably hopefully move to someone else, be with someone different who does respond to and appreciate these things. Because again, the men also need to learn these things. It is possible to shape their behavior based on your behavior for sure, but why go through all of that if you can find a man who's already, you know, at that point in life? But I, I'm saying this more so for those of you who are married. If you're already married and you have been disrespectful towards your husband, he can absolutely change. He can absolutely change his behavior towards you based on your behavior with him. Absolutely. So it's a matter of learning how to respect him and being willing to, because let me tell you, One thing that is so hard for women is when they've been with a man who they feel like they don't deserve their respect because of so many different reasons. Maybe they don't have a job. Maybe they are lazy. Maybe they have cheated. I mean, there's so many reasons. But once a wife makes up her mind that she's not going to respect him because he doesn't deserve it, the relationship is going downhill from there because you are denying him of the very thing he needs to function as a man in that home. Regardless, like he's definitely not going to be like loving on you and doting on you and, you know, just putting you on a pedestal. Like he's definitely not going to do that. 
but he also may start acting even more distant or acting out or just changing altogether as a person because he's being starved. It's not even about him deserving the respect. It's about being obedient to God and God's design and God's order. And truly, something that people don't talk about enough is that with marriage, even though it is so beautiful and so powerful, it is super challenging because of the fact that it forces you as a woman to do hard things. In every other area of your life, you don't have to do anything. You really, you really don't have to. Like you really could just get a new job. You really could just stop talking to that friend. You really could just stop going to that particular store that you don't like the cashier at. You, you don't have to. You don't have to live with the issue. Versus a marriage is a lot different because this person is your equal, is your partner, and they're not going anywhere. And you also desire something from them. And so in order for it to flow, you have to do your part and you have to put your pride down and you have to bite your tongue and you have to push through the difficult times. It's very challenging. Marriage is not just flowery and just so beautiful just to have a partner. It requires you to be the kind of person who can constantly evolve and be pruned of all the things about yourself that are hindering the relationship. And it's hard for you to say, oh, this man doesn't even have a job. Yet he wants me to serve him his plate every single meal like he's some kind of king like thinking about that yeah like who would want to do that like you're not a king you don't even work but that's not okay it's not okay for you to see him in that way and therefore mistreat him or look down upon him it's your role by god to be a helper to him to encourage him to uplift him and i have seen this time and time again the women who are able to do this their husbands are dynamite. They are killing it in the workforce, in whatever arena God has placed them in. These men are the happiest. (laughs) They're the ones that are just extremely ambitious and they feel like they can do anything because of their wife and the respect that she gives him in the home. And it's not done in a way where they feel like this person is just saying these things. Their wives truly do respect and honor them. And over time, because their confidence keeps rising and rising and rising, they're able to do more and more in their own lives. There are two books I can recommend to you to explore if this is something that you struggle with. One is called Love and Respect. Excellent book for learning how to respect your husband. This is an area I personally struggled in greatly before getting married. And thank God I realized it before getting married. But I was extremely disrespectful and I didn't even know it. I didn't even know what I was doing was disrespectful. That's the worst part. So it really brought a lot of things to light for me before getting married. Another book I'll recommend is by Caroline Roberts. I had her on my show There's a podcast with her. You can also watch a couple YouTube videos that she and I have together. Incredible woman. And she created a book recently called 100 Ways to Show Respect to Your Husband. And it's like a 100-day devotional or 100-day challenge where there are different prompts that you can implement in your life to show him respect. For example, she has one where it says, ask your husband what 
he wants you to wear today. And they may, that might seem like super silly, right? Like what? Ask him what? But that's the point. Like if that question or comment, if that triggered you, that shows you where you are with this. Because you asking your husband what you should wear is not like him controlling the clothes that you wear. It's you taking time to let him know that you care about his opinion in terms of how you look and you care about his input in your life, period. And you're willing to do something just for him. So if he wants you to wear nothing, which, you know, some men may probably say, (laughs) then wear nothing. You know, it's just an exercise to show you that men deem respect in lots of different ways, but that's one of the ways they like being asked different things and just you showing your openness in terms of how willing you are to have their input, even for something as basic as what you're going to wear. And if you're someone who doesn't involve your husband in very many things, he may be completely thrown off with this question and it might be very uncomfortable for the both of you. But it will also intrigue him as to why you even ask this. And he'll start watching you and thinking like, hmm, maybe she's changing because men are usually very quick to flip the coin if you start showing that you're changing for the better. They're very quick to just be all over that. (laughs) So it works in your favor. I definitely recommend that you do that. If you make a man feel unimportant, you're going to run into trouble. A lot of women have this, well, I don't need you anyway attitude. I've been doing it by myself for 10 years. I've been doing it, you know, at this point, you don't even even get a job. I've been supporting this family this whole time, right? When you communicate that kind of idea to a man, he will back further and further away from you. He may even go elsewhere to someone who believes he is everything. That's the person he'll stay with or move in with because that's the person who's fulfilling the needs of his hungering soul. So you must realize how important this is to the success of your marriage. You know, even though the culture may say otherwise, one thing that I think is necessary for you is to think, who am I doing this for? This marriage, this life that I'm living right now. Who am I trying to impress? Who actually knows the workings of my relationship? No one. So I asked my husband what he wants me to wear. Who's going to know that? No one. That's between, this is our marriage. But if you start thinking, oh, wow, this feels like the women in the 1950s that all these Instagram posts and all these bloggers and all these people making videos about all this stuff. If you start thinking about what all those people would be saying and thinking, then my dear, you're not going to be doing anything because everyone has an opinion and many people who have them are not married or not in successful marriages or are feminists. It doesn't even matter what anyone else thinks, truly. The only person that matters is your husband and, of course, you. That's it. So unless it makes you truly uncomfortable, like in a different way, like your own personal level of comfort, that's one thing. But even that needs exploration as to why. Your job is to support your husband, even if he's not perfect, and to be an encouragement to him. You have to learn his nature and understand him. The eyes of the woman must be looking for the needs of her husband. According to the word, a woman is also created to be a helpmate. I will make a helper suitable for him. Genesis 2.18 The woman's purpose is to assist the man in fulfilling God's plan for his life. First, it means the male 
has to have a plan. Otherwise, that female is in trouble. Second, it means that the female must understand that her fulfillment is related to the male's vision. In other words, she can never really be complete if she does not help him fulfill his vision. A woman has to think before she does anything. Is this a help to the man? When a wife decides that she wants a completely different vision for her life than her husband's vision, they will experience division. De means two. Whenever you have a couple who has double vision, they are in danger of divorce because a house divided against itself will fall. Luke eleven seventeen. You can't have two visions in the same household. And helpers don't take over. Rather, they assist. As a woman, even though you may be talented, educated, intellectual, experienced, eloquent, and well-dressed, God says, I gave you all of these things, not for your own enrichment and enjoyment, but so that you can be a help to men. You need to use your gifts in your position of helper, of co-leader. What are you using your gifts for? Are you using them to prove to the man that you're just as good as he is? Because that's not help. That's competition. And these are very masculine types of behaviors that clash directly with a male and causes lots of tension and division in your home. And just even in how he sees you romantically or sexually, does he see a woman? And some of us women have been in situations where we are eloquent and well-dressed and this and that. And we think it's just for ourselves or we think it's for men to use us, for men to enjoy our bodies and feel good about it and feel better than everyone else because we have all of these men calling my phone, coming over, taking me out to dinner, sleeping with all these different men. I must be pretty. I must be sexy. I must be that girl. That's not what you were made for, for men to have sex with you. That is not what you were made for. And that does not make you beautiful or special. You're here for a purpose and you're designed for so many different things. Not to be tried and used by so many men when you're only going to end up marrying one. What was it all for? The woman sometimes needs to exercise extra wisdom when helping the man because the last thing many men want to believe is that they need help. They don't understand how God designed women to help them. Like that doesn't make sense to them. God has said that the man needs the woman's assistance. Yet when she starts helping, sometimes the man interprets her help as nagging. For instance, imagine a man who is not doing what he's supposed to be doing in his home. His wife says to him, sweetheart, you aren't praying. You didn't pray over the food. We didn't read the word today. Can't you hear his ego screaming, I'm going to tell you what to do in this house. I'm the man of the house. I'll pray when I'm ready. And this is deep because many, 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 many men are not spiritual. So women who usually are oftentimes end up with men who are not doing any of the things that you're doing. And it's frustrating, especially if your family is going through any trials or difficulties and you want your husband to be spiritually connected and pray with you or just be an example. And they're not. And unfortunately, as women, a lot of times we overstep our grounds in this area. 
and we get in the way of their spiritual development because we're sticking our nose all in it. And I'm guilty of this too, 100%. That's why I can speak on it. And it sucks because I realized that after the damage was done. And so hopefully that's not the case with you. And you can know this is not an area you need to touch. Everyone has their own relationship with God and everyone is different. And so what you do and how you do it can impact his spiritual growth and his spiritual connection. And I think that's one of the worst things is to get between a person and God. That's just my opinion based based on my own behaviors, not, you know, not to be judgmental. I just think it's awful. I think many of us have been brought up in societies where men don't think they need any help. Therefore, when the helper starts to do what she's meant to do, the man goes completely off his rocker, blows his top and destroys the gift that is in the helper. The man needs to appreciate the woman's role of helper. And the woman needs discernment when giving help. It's always about the timing, the method, and prayer. That's what's important. A lot of times you want to give help and it's good. But how are you saying it? Are you saying it with disgust? Are you looking down on him? Are you being judgmental? Are you saying it right in the middle of something actually happening? See, if you would have prayed like I told you to and see, that's why it's happening because you don't pray. Whatever, whatever you're saying, are, are you being snarky? All of it is going to impact how the man receives your help. And it doesn't even have to be about this. It could be about anything. Getting a job, his health, his weight, his appearance, his relationships with other people. Your help is not going to be received if it's coming off in a very motherly, dominating way or looking down on him as a person. If the man messes up or falls down, don't kick him. Helpers pick people up and dust them off. When they fall down again, they pick them up again. Do you know how many men are where they are today because the helper made sure they got there? Whatever the man is not, it is a woman's job to help him become. He might not yet be the best husband. He might not yet be the most spiritually mature, but it's your job to help him. And listen, this is not for people you're dating. You do not need to help a man you are dating. This is for a person you're married to. For someone you're dating, you know, you can give a little word here and there, encourage them, but you're not here to shape someone you're dating. You're here to select the best candidate for your life. (laughs) And please, if you're going to let anything slide, it should never be the person you spend the rest of your life with. That person should be the one you are the most careful about in terms of who you let into your life. If the man you are married to loses his job, he will need much understanding and support. He will need someone who embraces him and says, it's okay, honey. It doesn't matter about money. You're still mine. We could live in a hut and be happy. The book of Proverbs says that it's better to be happy with a little morsel of a meal than to eat steak in contention. I would rather move back into a one-room apartment and be with you then live in some mansion without you. We'll be happy in Jesus because you're still my man. You're God's covering for me. If you want to see a man ride out and look for another job, say something like that with sincerity. Women don't know the power God has given them to bless men and pray for them. Praying for them is going to do miracles and wonders. Many men try to move close to God. 
but their wives push them away from him. Instead, they need to help support their husband's spiritual growth. Many men are put off by their helpers because they are made to feel very uncomfortable. Helpers are supposed to make people feel comfortable. A man cannot receive help from a woman who is antagonistic against him. He cannot receive help if she's offended by him. Under those circumstances, he needs all his power to maintain his purpose. To help means to assist. Whenever the female decides that she is tired of helping and is now going to become the boss, her home is in trouble. Her relationship is in trouble. When God said he would make a helper for the man, I believe that he intended the woman to be a help meet, which is Genesis 2.18 in the King James Version. For men in general, not just for her husband. That means if you are a woman, you are meant to be a spiritual help and encouragement to the men you encounter in life. Please understand that I'm not saying a woman has to submit to other men as she submits to her husband. Rather, I am saying that she can be a tremendous influence for good in a man's life. If you see a man that you know is destroying his life with drugs, you can go to him and say, God has so much potential inside of you. It breaks my heart to see you on drugs. You're saying that will be helping him. You don't have to be married to give that kind of help. Some men just need a good word from a good woman. Some men don't have good mothers. They have been told negative things about themselves all their lives. They are looking for a woman to tell them something positive about themselves. Let me caution you that this can require careful discretion on the woman's part so that the wrong impression is not given. Yet a woman can be a powerful force for good in a man's life by being an encouragement to him. I've actually had this situation happen in a party where there was a a guy who, you know, I felt was just a bit out of control. When you're someone who walks with God and you've made a decision to live a different kind of life, God's presence comes upon you in a very heavy way where you can be in an environment and the presence of God shows up with you. And I noticed this because my life was so different before I came into a relationship with God. It was so different. And that's all I knew, right? So I see the difference. It's it's major. And even if I'm trying to just blend in, I can't because the presence of God is just too powerful. Like that That can't be faked. It causes there to be some shift if there's a lot of debauchery or nonsense happening around me, right? If people are smoking weed and drinking and playing crazy music and I'm there, it disrupts the environment. But what ends up happening, I've noticed, is that it attracts people to me. So I was in an environment like that. And one of the guys was like, "Um, yeah, you know, I said something. I can't remember. And he was like, yeah, you know, I've actually been trying to get closer to God. I actually want to stop drinking. I don't know. I'm thinking about it, A, B, C, and D. And I was like, well, you know. And I started talking to him about the Lord and just talking to him about him and what kind of person I think he is and how I see so much potential in him. And, you know, I encouraged him. I encouraged him. And while he was high and drunk, but it stuck with him. And then it attracted another person over to me and He was drunk too, (laughs) but we started having conversations about baptism and we got into, kind of got into an argument because um, there were other people around and he was like 
saying something that was completely wrong because he didn't know that there were two baptisms. He didn't know about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He had never heard of it. So he was drunk and arguing about something. And I was very, you know, very pleasant with him. But I still made it clear that he needed to explore this. And it opened up a very beautiful conversation in the middle of a party with a bunch of nonsense happening. And I don't like being in those environments, but this was a situation where it couldn't be avoided. But I do see the power of being in those environments. And I think that's why the Lord makes these statements in the Bible, you know, be in the world. The world needs you. The world needs you to be there. People who are in Christ can't be always hiding amongst themselves. How else are other people going to be saved? And your love and your kindness and your gentleness and your sweetness is not just for your husband. It's for everyone, including other men. Even though I just gave you this example that truly did touch those two men, I'm also super guilty of this because I create content for women. So I'm always like, and for the women, and it's for the women, and it's for the women. And God had to tell me, Michelle, I know that you feel very safe because you are always directing your content towards women, but there may be a day where I tell you that you need to shift and talk to men. And that makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> very uncomfortable. I'm just telling you, ladies, right now, it makes me very uncomfortable because I like the book says, don't want to ever give off the wrong impression. I don't want men falling in love with me. I just don't want those kinds of problems. I don't. But if God designed me in a way to be an encouragement for everyone, not just women, then I have to be obedient and do it the best that I can and trust him. And so I'm extending that to you as well, as a woman, that you're Love, your tenderness, your encouragement is not just for your children. It's not just for your coworkers or your clients or your patients. It's for every man. And yes, be careful. Be very careful. But start with the men in your life, your brothers, your uncles, your father. Try being a little softer with them, a little more gentle. Speak life into them and see how that transcends to other men that you could be the savior for. Because <laughs> let me tell you, men are not in church like that. Churches are filled with women, not that many men for so many reasons, but a man is the most influenced by women. You telling a man, God is father and this and that, it's like, bruh, <laughs> I already got a father. I don't even like him. You know, men are not so quick to call someone father and give reverence and humility. But when it comes to a woman, men will do anything. Men will come to church because there's a woman that he finds attractive and just wants to look at her. <laughs> so imagine you as a beautiful woman created by God, being a woman who speaks life into a man, that can draw him directly to Jesus. So it's, it's important and it's not even all about directing him directly to Jesus, but it could just be the difference between him deciding his life is worthless and deciding that he's actually a very important person on this earth and belongs here. Your words make that difference. So I encourage you with that. If you see a man you know destroying his life, try your best to encourage him. God said, I will make a helper suitable for him. Another word for suitable is fit. 
which means adapted to an end or design. A woman is designed for the purpose of adapting to the man. This means that she has the built-in energy and the built-in circuits to adapt to his vision and purpose. Considering the following illustration, a plant grows from the soil and has to stay rooted in the earth in order to live. What determines the health of the plant? The soil that it's in. If you plant it in soil that is full of nutrients, it will likely thrive. Yet if you plant it in soil that is high in salt content, it'll become sickly and might even die. So the plant adapts to what it receives from the environment, which it's connected to. Therefore, based on the quality of the soil from which the plant comes, you can usually determine the health and the nature of the plant. God said, I'm going to make a creation from man that will adapt to the nature of the source from which she comes. Whatever the man feeds her, will become like that. If you take a plant and put it in red dyed water, the plant will absorb the color and it will show up in the leaves or the blossoms. A similar thing happens in the life of a woman. A woman adapts herself to the source from which she came, the male, and absorbs nourishment from him. Therefore, if the man doesn't like the woman's colors, so to speak, he needs to change the water that he is giving his plant. If the man doesn't like the way the woman is manifesting herself, then he has to check to see what kind of nutrients or what kind of poison is he feeding this wonderful plant. A female is more emotional than a man because she is moved by environmental stimuli. Therefore, a woman will become excited when for the first time she enters a church service in which the spirit of God is very strong. A man will walk in with her At the same time, sit in the back and check it out. If she's asked to join, she'll join in three weeks. He'll join in three years. And I felt that one, girl. Mm. Now it's hard for a woman to adapt to someone who isn't leading. She cannot follow someone who isn't going anywhere. She cannot adapt to the man who doesn't know what he's doing. The woman can't function properly if the man doesn't function. Therefore. If a man wants a woman to adapt to him, he has to give her something to adapt to. There are many men walking around who have nothing to do and they're asking women to help them with it. That's illegal. God told a man, you will be a provider. You will provide the vision. A man was made to have a vision. A female was made to help him fulfill it. But if he doesn't have a vision, then how can she help him? It's difficult enough to have nothing to adapt to, but it's even worse if you have to adapt to something that isn't right for you. Many men want women to adapt to a lifestyle that they themselves feel is contrary to their own convictions. And some men don't deserve to be adapted to. They are not worthy of it. Whatever the male gives off or gives out, the female will generally adapt to it. Eventually, she may become it. She was born to adapt. I've observed women whose husbands or boyfriends are prone to swearing. These women likewise eventually develop the habit of swearing. Children also have their roots in the soil. They suck up whatever is coming from their source and they end up producing the same kind of fruit as their source. In this way, you will end up with a family that looks just like the father. A woman can adapt to anything. 
men start smoking dope, shooting up, taking crack, then women said, well, let's adapt. Now we have as many females as males, maybe even more now taking drugs. Why? They have adaptable circuits. They're vulnerable. Even in my experience, when I think about all the things that I've done in my life that were contrary to the person that I was, whether it was drinking, smoking, you know, anything that I did that was like introduced to me was by a man, was by a man, not a woman. A woman couldn't have got me to do that. And not and not all of these men were um, men I was like dating or involved with. Some of them were family members, <laughs> but they were all men. So it is true that women really do adapt eventually because that's just how we're designed. Yet while a woman is designed to adapt, she isn't designed to adapt forever. Women have a tremendous ability to allow things, but they won't allow abusive behavior to go on forever. Love may suffer long, but not forever. There comes a point when the adapter runs out of adaptation. The woman reaches a point at which she needs to adapt to some freedom and find something worthy of spending her life on. A man must be careful that he treats the spirit of adaptability with care and sensitivity and considers it as valuable as the unity with the woman. In all the ways in which the woman enhances the man's life, she's also enhancing her own since she is a co-leader and participant in the dominion vision that was given by God to the spirit man. When a woman and a man learn to live together harmoniously within their purposes and positions, helping and supporting one another, they can live the life they were created to live and find lasting contentment and fulfillment. And so with this chapter, I hope it gave you some vision on how you can become a helper to your man. And I really believe this is an area that requires prayer and God will show you for your particular husband how you can show him respect. And he, the Holy Spirit can start prompting you to say certain things. And let me tell you for myself, when I was going through this whole thing, I was at a point where God was just showing me all of the things about myself that were just awful. And he did it with so much love. God is so beautiful. Like whenever he's showing me something about myself, it's in so much love. Like he shows me something. He does something so great for me, blesses me in such a way that it forces me to see my faults. And in that he helps me because I asked for it. And sometimes I was like in the middle of saying something and the Holy Spirit just rerouted my tongue. And I said something I didn't even expect to say, something much better than I should have said because God was helping me. He literally would just change the words that came out of my mouth. And it was incredible. Cause I'm like, I, I didn't mean to say that, but I did. And it helped the situation so much. Some things that you can do this week, because women often don't know the power God has given us to bless men. Pray for your husband's spiritual life and the spiritual life of other males in your family in your church, in your community, and ask God to give you words of spiritual encouragement for them. Don't use your own. Don't always think that you have to come up with things. Ask God to give them to you. Also, if you are neglecting your family or if you are looking down on your husband because of their spiritual development or if you're so involved in all these church activities and all these spiritual things that you're not spending enough time with your family and with your husband, I encourage you to take another look because God would much rather you be at home with your family, doing things with them and being with your husband than to be 
up all night at a prayer service. God designed men to be visionaries and leaders. If you are a wife, show your husband respect by enabling him to feel that he has made a significant contribution to your family's success through his advice or direct actions. Support him even though he's not perfect and be an encouragement to him. Take time to learn his nature and to understand him so that you can be looking to the needs of your husband. And listen, it takes time, but it can and will happen. The change can occur. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you bless your daughters and allow them to be able to have the ability to humble themselves before you, seek your face, and show their husbands the respect that they need for their marriages to blossom in the name of Jesus. Amen. Ladies, listen, your life will be so much better when you start showing respect and helping your husband in ways that he can never imagine. And all you really need, all you really need is your words. Power, life, and death are in your tongue. A person can come home and feel defeated from the world and your words can bring them back to life. Use your words to uplift him. Thank him for being the wonderful visionary, the wonderful husband, the wonderful father, the hard worker that he is. And don't focus on the things that he lacks in. Just try it out and see how his life changes and how your life changes. And I love to hear from you. So make sure to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Daff Show and my personal Instagram at Dr. Michelle Daff. You can always reach out and let me know what you're thinking of the podcast, how it's impacting your life. I truly do hope it's helping. And I pray that your marriages are blessed. And if you're dating, I pray that you're able to be able to find the best partner for you. And if he finds you first, (laughs) if he finds you first, that you choose correctly. And visit my fragrance line, findforever.com, and purchase a fragrance if you love to smell good, if you love to be feminine, if you just like to wear beautiful smelling perfume, then head over to findforever.com and purchase one of my fragrance. Or if you just want to support me, I would love that as well. Have a blessed day and remember, in all things you do, Make a feminine impression. Bye-bye.